Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers and this is... Pato. And also... Taylor Nicole of Goth, Wisconsin. Oh my gosh, you guys, we have another guest, kind of a different, uh, a, a different medium here. Um, Taylor, how are you? I'm doing really good. I'm really excited to be here. I got the, the happy jitters going on, so... <laughs> No, we're definitely excited to have you as soon as, uh, you know, as soon as you were recommended to come on the show, um, other people were reaching out and they were like, oh my God, you, that's awesome. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. I'm so excited. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. I'm not much of a, of a TikToker. Um, Pat, Pat O is, is more of a TikToker than I am. And, my daughter's um, on there. I'm on TikTok for like my daughter, Lance Bass and um taylor i guess <laughs> that's the, the three people <laughs> oh and jeremiah byron jeremiah the, the big the bigfoot uh society, bigfoot society. yep jeremiah yeah byron. the only four people i follow on tiktok but uh no it's it's I'm interesting always. to see yeah it's interesting to see what people do with it and um i saw you early on and i thought it was crazy because i'm like she's doing what we do um her her, her tiktok <laughs> is a lot like our podcast where it's uh you know cryptids it's paranormal stuff it's sometimes true crime um it just kind of runs the gambit it's all very specific to wisconsin which listeners of the show or people that know me in real life know is a place that i hold so very near and dear to my heart so um it was just like this perfect storm of something that i was super interested in and um followed intensely and when the opportunity came to have her on the show let's do it yeah absolutely yeah i mean it's it's exciting you know we've had other podcasters on um we've had filmmakers on i mean we've we've had all kinds of we've never had a a tiktok person on is that what is is it tiktoker is that derogatory (laughs) that's that works um i've also heard people i've heard people use influencer before i don't love that (laughs) yeah i've been Um, calling myself an entertainer because i do like everything you know so it's it i guess i don't know if that's right content creator is too lengthy entertainer still seems kind of lengthy um influencer does seem weird i like entertainer entertainer for for me entertainer kind of sums it up uh content creator content creator is also like okay i see that one used quite a bit it's uh influencer feels a little too glamorous and i feel like that's kind of a stigmatized word so i I stray away from that, but you know, yeah, uh, anything really works. <laughs> I'm just. Yeah, it feels like you're brainwashing people, you know, with influence. <laughs> yeah, like that's you're trying true. to goad people into assassinations yeah. and stuff. Like you're a cult leader. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> might as well just call yourself a cult leader at that point. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, people have um, called, me, uh, called me a cult leader before. So I mean, with Gaston, they've they referred to it as cult. Oh my gosh! I, well, no, I understand. Uh, no, me too, and I and I own it. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm cult. <laughs> mm-hmm. So whatever. <laughs> it's anyway, endearing. well, uh, exactly. We'll, we'll we'll get more into that. Um, you know, here here in a bit. Pato, how was how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was okay. I, I found out that a short story that I wrote is going to be included in an upcoming anthology called Hard Work. Uh, it's being published by Whitney Wasson, who's a local comedian the driving force between the sober behind the sober rabbit webcomic um she's had i haven't had her we haven't had her on this podcast but i've had her on some of my previous stuff before and i've worked with her she wrote the screenplay for this year's 48 hour film 
Um, not that there was any nepotism that got my short story in her anthology, but yeah. we're just buddies. You know what I mean? Like we work together and shit. So, uh, but this is a literary, oh, cool. literary anthology. Congratulations. Well, thank you. This honestly, like I am very like old school DIY. So this is like the first time, like I've had my, like, like I've been published in something that I didn't have to do myself. Um, which is more or less <laughs> accurate, I feel. But uh, yeah, so no, it's very cool. And it's all about workplace experiences. And uh, my uh, contribution is a story about when I was a pizza delivery boy and my um, my boss used to pay me to catfish women on AOL for him. And um, he would give me a certain amount of money if I could get the women to show up to the pizza place for like a date. And then he would give me like <laughs> bonuses depending on what happened afterwards which in retrospect is like really terrible but whatever it makes an entertaining read so uh make sure yeah, i've read it, it so oh, yeah it's that it's it's been floating around out there for a little bit but yeah it's going to be in uh um, paperback and pdf form so i'm sure when i get the details on that um that'll come out and then honestly this weekend has been preparing for paranormal com uh next weekend in missouri uh which is definitely happening um you know, all, all the health stuff is checked out for the most part. I was, uh, by the time this show airs, I know we're doing this, this time travel shit. By the time this episode airs, the dialysis port will be out of my fucking chest and I'll be ready to sit in a jacuzzi and uh, drive to Missouri <laughs> and do all kinds of fun shit. All right. So, so let, let, hold on. So it's actually the Paranormal Expo in Marietta, Ohio. Whatever. <laughs> I'll change the name when I get there. Fuck them. I call it what I want to call it. <laughs> and, uh, happening on January 29th. Yeah, me and me and Pato are both going to be there. Um, I, I will be speaking um, at the event along with uh, these all these other wonderful people that are there. And uh, we will be, be selling, selling T-shirts stuff. and stickers and shit out of my garage. Pat is having a garage <laughs> sale. So if you have ever wanted exclusive items straight exclusively out of Pat's garage, now is the time to get it down at the Paranormal Expo in Marietta on January 29th from 10 to 5. Right. And what time do you speak at? You're like, you have a good slot. You got the like. I got the prime time slot. I know. I'm at 2.30. Yeah. So, you know, you show up a little bit hungover, get a buzz going, do a little bit of shopping. Hell and yeah. And watch her and then go get something to eat. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's it for me. No, Just, that's fine. you know, focusing on uh, what lies ahead. Uh, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Um, well, um, okay. So <laughs> I got caught what up did you, here. Do? you You did all that Mothman shit. I did. Um, yes, I did. You did all that I, yeah. I did. I went down to the um, Mothman Museum again in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Um, I went down there as a tour guide to <clears throat> tour around. It was actually, <coughs> excuse me, I'm dying over here. Um, it was actually our friend, our good buddy, um, who has now been upgraded to Lord, Lord uh, Dr. Reverend Crimsonicolus. Um, if you guys remember from the Church of the Subgenius episode and the um, uh, time the time paradoxes I, I believe is what it was time travel and paradoxes episode anyway um it was his birthday so he wanted uh you know the best of the best to tour him around the mothman uh, museum and also point pleasant um it was very cold i mean it's always great to go i mean especially going with that many people um you know it's i, I was very much in my element something that i definitely needed um but you know it, it was it was very cold it was actually the weather was a lot shittier there than it was here um, so we did not go out to the TNT area per usual, um, which is, you know, the scary part of it all. Um, we just went to 
the museum, um, went and had a Mothman pizza, um, went back afterwards. And um, actually, uh, we went back to uh, the Reverend's house and we watched a Pat O recommendation. We watched Spine of Night. Oh, yeah. What'd you think? Do you, do you really want to know what I think? Um, <laughs> you, were, you not, were you not on enough drugs for it? Uh, no, I really wasn't on any drugs. I drank a little bit. But there no, I... I, I I just no, it's not that. It's okay. Everybody else really liked it. I, I just realized like I've noticed that like I am not like everybody in this community is very nerdy and like I am just I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of a jock. Like right. kind of like whenever I bring up D and D like you're a real asshole about it. No, like I, I <laughs> I'm just I mean I probably am, yeah. But no, I, I'm not uh I, I'm just very very much a goth and you know that not that kind of goth there <laughs> like <laughs> like i'm not that kind and uh you know that's fine i mean it is what it is but you know it just wasn't you know the 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 fantasy and the magic and the no that's for me i mean I, I don't know why i don't know what about it turns me off exactly um i liked the gore when there was gore it it got progressively better but like the first 30 minutes like i i, I went up and i got outside to smoke a cigarette and i was like I'm I can't watch this <laughs> it's like oh this is terrible you know but it wasn't that bad you know at the end of the day if you're into that type of thing you will enjoy it like I said I was the only person there that didn't like it everybody else you know really seemed to enjoy what was going on so uh, but no we watched it um so you know it was it was all right you said it was like heavy metal it was nothing like heavy metal maybe the animation style was kind of but it's it. not it, yeah heavy metal is very lighthearted and, and comedic and this was this was more uh more like deep sci-fi yeah oh i don't know i wouldn't call it no i wouldn't call it sci-fi that's fantasy all the way yeah whatever okay i mean it was like set in like the future i guess but it was medieval times in the future or some shit <laughs> so i was like okay i don't know it was weird um but whatever you know okay so pat oh would you like some some news I love some news. What do you got for me? <laughs> Actually, I don't have anything too exciting. Um, but I do have one thing that I wanted to talk about um, was that um, there was a study done, I believe it was at the University of California. And um, listen, when I first read about this, it blew my fucking mind. I mean, it sent me like deep into a fucking crisis. I was having problems because it just fucked with me so much. So the University of California has come up with a study saying that the brain has a 15 second refresh time. So what does that mean exactly? Well, that means, and, and I think everybody kind of knew this, um, but now, you know, we're getting closer to the facts here. That means that your eyes and your brain are processing, they're lagging 15 seconds behind what's actually happening in front of you. Oh, <laughs> oh right. that's wild right that is crazy it is and I'm like sitting here I'm like reading this like scientific journal and I'm like I'm reading about it and I'm like I don't like this I'm uncomfortable <laughs> what about what about the sense of touch like if I if I touch something are you saying that even my my, my sense of touch receptors are 15 seconds behind? Every, yes everything is 15 seconds behind your whole entire life is 15 se and 15 seconds is like a lot yeah I mean, that's a lot, um, you know, it, it's, that's a long time, you know, to, to be behind, but I mean, that's why human error is, is so prevalent because we're, we're, we're not living in real time. But then again, you know, if we're talking about interaction with other humans, then, you know, it, it's not going to be noticeable because we're all 15 seconds behind. 
And I wonder that. I yeah. wonder, I wonder if everybody's on that same time time frame. You know what I mean? Like maybe like maybe I'm 15 seconds behind, but Pat is only 10 and like Taylor's only five. And like, what is that? <laughs> is that why people miscommunicate all the time? Or <laughs> oh, I, mean, I am this is so scary. Like what a, what a scary little thing. I'm gonna be hyper focused on this for at least the next week. <laughs> everything that you do you're going to be timing it like was that wait wait that happened five seconds or 15 <laughs> seconds ago it, it is weird Truly. um I've been doing this uh I've been on this other this other podcast um and I'm recording with them again tomorrow night they're doing a whole entire month on injured cold so I'm there guest starring oh. and um I, I you know yeah he's exciting but anyway uh-huh. one of the facts that they were talking about was the fact that like um when it when injured and his buddies came to earth and talked to, to humans um that there was they talked really weird and the belief is that what they were actually doing was slowing down their speech so that it could sound normal to us because if they talked at the same rate that they actually talked because time exists differently for them than it does for us then we wouldn't be able to understand them because they'd be talking too fast and uh so this whole 15 second thing reminded me of that and i'm like that's crazy because that stuff does happen again. I feel like everybody knew this. I feel like a lot of people realize that like, you know, whatever is happening in real time, we're not experiencing in real time, but I, I don't think people think about it a lot. So there's something to think about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am excited to share this with like my coworkers and such tomorrow. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, is, uh, like I said, that's just kind of like frightening. Oh my gosh. Uh, my question is like, then does the same thing work with like all sorts of animals? Like, is it all kind of life or are they living on a different wavelength? Like this is perplexing. I, and yeah, I agree with that. I, I would very much agree with that. I mean, maybe that's why my cat seems to be like staring at me for a while. Cause he's just like, <laughs> it's like, I just mount at you and you're not doing anything about it. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. And that's a good question. Um, I'm going to post the, uh, I'll post the uh, link to the, the journal about it um, down in the description for you guys. So you guys can check that out if you're in a, you know, reading about the, the details. Um, but that's, you know, that's the gist of it. Very interesting though. Um, and that was, I mean, that was all I really had to share this week. Um, you know, I, I, I got too excited. Um, you know, I got lost in TikTok land because we, because our guest, <laughs> you know, do, does that thing. So, um, yeah. So Taylor, oh my gosh. Um, so you are not from Wisconsin. Is that, is that correct? No, I, you know what I am born and raised, but, okay. um, I did, some people think that I might be from like Ohio, um, because I did live there for a brief period of time. Um, and then some can theorize that I uh, have never lived in Wisconsin. Like wait, wait, wait. Some people, people... can theorize I've never been yes. there before. It's awesome. Oh, and, and it actually has reached that point with your fandom, where like they have like, <laughs> alternate histories. Like yes, it, it has. <laughs> There's um a lot of people. Uh, kind of give me some crap like I, I mean the internet's full of trolls right and sure. I, so sometimes I can't tell like how serious it is but I'll make like a joke um because because a lot of what I do is like kind of poking fun at Wisconsin culture in in a respectful way like it's just a way to admire it um but people might not agree with like the joke or the tradition I'm talking about like um a, a great example I have of this is a topic I regularly have go viral about something called cannibal sandwiches. Have you guys heard of these? I only heard of this because of your TikTok. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you know what you need to know. It's um 
So it's raw beef on, I believe, marbled rye with raw onions and like a little bit of salt and pepper. That's kind of the general build. Um, and so many people would be like, there's literally no way you're from Wisconsin. Absolutely nobody eats this. And I'm like, I learned this from my parents and they learned it from their parents. Like just, just because like people have different traditions doesn't mean they're not from the same state, but sometimes they take it to like a serious level. Like they're like, I really don't think you're from Wisconsin. Like you're talking about nonsense. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just trying to spread the good word of a great state. <laughs> well, you're also, oh, you're ahead. also from the UP. Like you're from higher up. You're not from just like Milwaukee, you know, not, no, not that there's and, anything wrong with the two, but you're from like deep Wisconsin. You're like Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin. Well, so, so, okay. So I am from, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about like where, where I'm from, kind of like my background in living in the state. Um, so I grew up in a very small rural town on Lake Michigan, kind of in the center of the state, a little more north. It's, uh, it's called Kewanee, Wisconsin. It's in Kewanee County. Um, and it's like 30 to 40 minutes east of Green Bay. So to keep it easy, I usually just say I'm from Green Bay, but it's, it's really a much more rural town. Um, and I like to, I like to hold true to those roots just because you rarely see like rural town, uh, rural community representation in like big, exciting stuff like this. So I, I really keep it dear to my heart, but, um, I say Green Bay sometimes just cause it's easier. And then I had a running bit on my TikTok that, uh, well, my, my old roommate who is featured in some of my TikToks, we call him AJ the Uper, um, because he's from the UP. So it was, we had a lot of banter that would go uh, between the two of us with me being from rural Wisconsin and him being from the UP and I visit the UP a lot. So um, yeah, I think, I think people kind of have the understanding that I'm from a little more North than I actually am. It's, it's more middle of the state. Got it. Well, I want to mention yeah. the fact that like, uh, you know, because this was a, a big thing. So like, I didn't know. Okay, so I didn't know who you were, right? When you were when you were recommended mm -hmm. for because I don't I just don't have I don't do TikTok. Um, no, right? that's fair. So so you're recommended. So I go check you out, right? And I'm like looking at your stuff. And, um, you know, for one, your one video I had seen somewhere else, and I don't know where but I'd seen it before. And mm -hmm. it was, um, it was you at the state fair with your corn and <laughs> of all the videos you could have said that's the one I saw and, <laughs> and I think it's my favorite um but <laughs> you know, so I like that one um but but also you know so I'm like going through all your stuff and then like I I noticed that you were talking about the air force base and you were like oh Dayton Ohio yeah I've lived there listen I live in Dayton Ohio Oh my goodness, that is wild. I, I lived there, <laughs> God, uh, like, oh wow, this is wild, like four or five years ago now. That is, um, that is really I, wild, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love, I hold Ohio near and dear to my heart too. Um, I was between like Dayton and Cincinnati. Uh, I kind of lived there on and off for a while, which was a really neat experience. Um, but yeah, Ohio has a special place mm. in my heart too. So I try and bring that up when I can. It's just, it's really funny. I mean, the, the base is actually one of the, the things that I, that I investigate thoroughly. And so, because it's, it's easy to get to them right here. Very cool. And so, yeah, I talk to people. So I just thought, I don't know. I just thought that was weird. And it's weird that like we connected over corn initially and like, <laughs> you know, and that makes sense, I guess we're Midwesterners, you know? So. Oh my God. That video should not have uh, gotten the numbers or attention <laughs> that it did. I was just, I, 
so I talking about the state fair for just a second because uh, those videos did very well. I made a couple videos of the Wisconsin State Fair because Wisconsin themed stuff. Um, and I went with my parents, and at the time, I don't think uh, they necessarily knew how big my reach had become in Wisconsin. And so, like, I kind of just lived it up with, like, filming all day because they were kind of getting a kick out of it. We had people approaching us all day, and then sure. the corn video came about. I didn't think anything was going to come of it. And people still see me on the street and go, oh, my God, I love your corn video. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's for, for any listeners that don't understand, like, the reference, it's quite literally a video of me saying I'm at the Wisconsin State Fair eating corn and then I take a bite of it and like that's it (laughs) that's it yeah (laughs) no it's it's no it's great so you you get into this TikTok thing I mean obviously so we um you know we had a different guest on last week um who was also starting with these fringe topics getting into TikTok and that's Jeremiah Byron from the Bigfoot Society and um Mm -hmm. You know, one 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 thing, especially that Pato talks to me about a lot, is the fact that like th- like there's not enough um, you know paranormal representation on TikTok. And so, yeah. what was it? Well, I mean, what was the community over there like when you started doing your thing? Were you kind of one of the the you know not inventors, but one of the first you know the founding fathers of paranormal TikTok? Or and what was the thought? What was the thought process too? Is it like here's all these people making tic-tac videos of like doing stupid dances and i just want to talk about like the ho deck you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so um we had to get the ho deck in there for sure i have a lot to say about him um (laughs) no so what i guess uh at least with starting tic-tac what happened was um I, you know, I actually downloaded it a first time and I hated it. I was not a big fan. I deleted it. Everyone was so obsessed with it. I was like, I'll give it another shot. And then, uh, you know, COVID happened and quarantine happened and I lost my bartending job for four months and it slowed down even significantly after. And I realized I needed like an outlet kind of for creativity. And I think it just kind of started with me like chit chatting and, and just seeing what it was about. But then, um, one video did pretty well, and it was about Quick Trip, uh, which is a convenience store slash gas station in Wisconsin that people people have a legitimate like fan base for. It's um, it's it's dare I say a touch culty. Um, <laughs> but I made a video about that, and it did well. And I was like, wow, people like Wisconsin content. That makes sense. But how can I spin this into something I would enjoy putting out into the universe? And I have such an extensive history uh, or such an extensive like interest in the paranormal. And this this stems from when I was a baby. Um, I've always been really into it. And I was like, I grew up hearing Wisconsin paranormal stories why don't I, sh- why don't I share one? Uh, just see what happens. So the first video I make is um, about Whitewater, Wisconsin being the second Salem of America. Uh, and that, that story goes on and on. It's very fascinating. I have some notes on it, but it's essentially, there were uh, a lot of stories of witches and uh, spiritualism being taught there. And that video blew up. And it was my first video to like really really do well and I was like oh people like ghost stories just like I do why don't I share more and then uh, people got really into it and yeah I, I didn't see it much on TikTok 
Um, so it felt cool to be able to share these stories and also give people a better appreciation for a state that I think uh, kind of gets shit on, for lack of a better word. Sorry, Dad. He doesn't like when I swear, and I know he's going to listen to this. Oh, <laughs> what? No. He's going to tell us that earlier. <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, don't worry, Dad. Don't worry. It's, it is truly just a running joke with us. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, think, I think that that is one little thing, is seeing his little girl grow up to tell a bunch of ghost stories with a bunch of curse words in. Not a trajectory he expected for me, but he encourages it. It's fine. Sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was kind of just, like... <laughs> There's kind of just a, a, not necessarily like a void on TikTok for it. There are other like paranormal content creators, but I was like, I, I just want to see some like good redneck Wisconsin ghost representation. <laughs> so I, I created it. <laughs> it's, it's funny how the Midwest can get away with never being a redneck. Like we can be <laughs> as country as we want, but we're still mm-hmm. not redneck. There is nothing, yeah, there's something inherently charming and also like practical and just cool. Like about (laughs) about, classy rednecks. I grew up in Illinois. Yeah. I grew up in, you know, obviously, you know, so Chicago, which is right between uh, Indiana and Wisconsin. (laughs) And -hmm. you would think that like, there's like, they're just, you know, they're 45 minutes apart, like from where I'm at, like I could drive 45 minutes and be in either one. But it's a completely different world. Like, I think oh, when, you get into, when you get into Wisconsin, you get into, um, there's something that's just kind of so charming and like, just awesome. And like, Milwaukee is such a rock and roll town. And you have Milwaukee Fest and you have the broad stuff. I'm, I'm more familiar with like Southern Wisconsin. Um, mm-hmm. All the stuff that's like right on the border there. And I remember like, you know, growing up, my best friend's parents were bikers and we'd go to the Bristol Renaissance Fair and all that shit. And oh, very um, cool. it's just, it's interesting to think of it. You don't, I guess, to connect with the rural side of it and to look at some of those paranormal stories. I would have never thought that Wisconsin, as much time as I spent there, as close as I lived, as much as I love it, I would have never thought that it had such a rich paranormal history. And I think that's right. something that you're, that I particularly liked about your TikTok was just was you know bringing that stuff to light and you're like well there's a lot of really cool shit here you know sorry Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah no i i really appreciate that uh yeah that that's the whole purpose i think i'm i'm still learning every day these absolutely bonkers stories that i'm like how do we not know this and i mean uh that's just paranormal then you get into like the true crime element all the true crime stories out of wisconsin we've got some Heavy, heavy hitters here for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, that's a, that's oh, yeah. a big. One. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. I mean, you know, g- getting into it, you know, I mean, I- I've known that Wisconsin's got some weird stuff because, it, like, Michigan's got weird stuff, and uh, yep. all the Great Lakes do. You know, surrounding there's a bunch of high strangeness, but I don't think I think you're right. I think that like, uh, you know, I- of course I know that these are things because that's my job is to do that, but. I don't think the mm-hmm. average person knows. And I think that, you know, TikTok is obviously a big enough platform <laughs> where it could reach enough people. And, you know, you can actually, you know, learn learn people a little bit about a little um, you know, Wisconsin stuff. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I think it is neat. I think it's cool that that you're mixing both, obviously, because I 
I, I like all of those things that you talk about. And I think that a lot of people do, because even if somebody's not into like the paranormal, then they're going to be into cryptids. If they're not into cryptids, then they're going to be into aliens. And if they're not into that, surely they're going to be into true crime. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've got something for everybody. And I think that that's really important. Um, you know, I know that, like you mentioned, and, and I'm sure that you do, that you have people that actively reach out to you about their personal experiences that they're going through and how you, you know, oh, you, yeah. you made a PSA and you're like, I'm not that person like <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that video. I actually, uh, I tweeted today about um, being so happy that people reach out to me with their scary stories, but the video you're referencing, yes, I have a, a, a somewhere between maybe five and 10 people at this point, um, DM me to try and resolve uh, potential like haunting cases for them and I'm like this is not I'm not an investigator (laughs) I'm too much of a chicken shit for that yeah (laughs) I just I stay in my room I I report on the stories and and that's it I'm not able to to fix any of those things for you but I'll gladly listen to people uh, (laughs) if they need an ear yeah, like, dude, I, I just, I just host a podcast. If, if you, you're trying to get me to go to some place where you saw a fucking mountain, or fucking monster, like, I, ain't, I, ain't. <laughs> well, I, I know, know that's, what I'm for. that's my job. Send me in. I, I had to go. I had to go, go camping with my family in, uh, in the mountains. Uh, in the oh. well, where did we go? The scope, the Smoky. You guys wherever Bigfoot's supposedly stealing people from that's everywhere like, in America yeah and like I went in like fucking armed to the teeth and I was like I don't want to do Pat's this that's like man. oh yeah that's like I don't want to get 411 <laughs> yeah. no. oh even when no when I went to Madison Wisconsin because I went to Madison Wisconsin for uh game hole which is a like a D&D convention I go to with Tobias Whalen from the Mothman stuff singular 14 um I went caring for that too because there's the beast of bray road which is right through there yeah and mm-hmm. uh all the you know i'm like i don't get, we're gonna be driving through this shit at night like <laughs> you know just like world. i said just because i do the podcast doesn't mean i want to necessarily wrestle with this shit you know i agree i've uh i've had some some uh deeply intense paranormal experiences in my life and so whenever people are like Whenever people don't know that about me, they'll be like, well, have you ever, ever experienced it? Because I want to see like a ghost or I want to see this or I want to see that. And I'm like, I grew up in what I believe to be an incredibly haunted house. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I experienced it once in my life. It solidified my belief in this stuff. And, and that's enough. Let's roll with that. I don't need to personally experience it anymore. It's It can still be interesting if I do, but I, I just prefer to just tell the stories and not experience them firsthand do you think that that's why you're you're into it now is because you had grown up in a home where there was activity or do you think you were it pretty i mean you said you've been into it since you were a baby i mean i I don't know you know maybe (laughs) maybe yeah lived in a haunted womb i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's you know it's uh it's fascinating because um i just i feel like i've had a lot of uh, I don't know if this is going to sound kind of corny, but I feel like I've had a lot of life experiences that have uh, kind of shifted my perception of like death and the afterlife sure. um, g- growing up and not, not to get too dark or anything like no, this okay. is all, all okay. good. But uh, growing up, I, I think I s- experienced like a significant amount of death. I have a massive family. It's just something that I understand happens at this point. Um, but kind of between that and then yes, growing up in the haunted 
it was supposedly haunted because some people think so some people don't but growing up with having experienced uh, paranormal activity in the place I called home definitely shaped my belief for it and then um speaking of haunted womb um my mom is super into the paranormal Wisconsin stuff she when I was very young bought a book called it might be right next to my bed let's see here I don't see it um but I believe it's called the haunted Wisconsin Ro uh, road guide um I think uh Terry Fisk is one of the authors involved um okay. and it is it, it just it blew my mind it showed all these pictures of haunted Wisconsin destinations. It gave you directions to get there. It gave a background and then their notes on their investigation at each place. And it's a big book. Like mm -hmm. there had to be so much research uh, put into this between the history and the traveling and, and everything else. Um, and that was like, oh, wow, you can believe in this stuff, um, but still be skeptic to situations. It doesn't sure. all need to be this over glamorized uh uh kind of session you know so I think I saw too much television that kind of over glamorized it where yeah. you'd hear a little tick on the wall and everyone's bugging out and it just doesn't feel very real where yeah. this was like this almost made it scientific to me where I was like this this just uh I don't know it, it, it was really cool to read it really solidified my interest in it no I think I mean you know, going back to something you said earlier uh, I was raised by a single mother, and she uh, she worked at a place with a lot of a lot of employees and coworkers, and um, she used to drag me to every single one of their fucking wakes. So like anytime oh somebody yeah anytime somebody died, anytime somebody's spouse died, anytime there was a work related like like wake that she had to go to like socially, like you have to stop in for fifteen minutes, that type of thing, she would yeah. drag me with. And oh, no. I went to so fucking many of these things that I, I think when you said like death becomes normalized at some point and it kind of just makes you, you start to process the whole thing differently. You have a different Absolutely. relationship with it. And I noticed that now that I'm older and I talk to friends that are, you know, my age, I'm kind of middle aged. Well, I don't know. I'm younger. <laughs> But like, even like so far back as my twenties, like, you know, um, somebody would die and like, everyone would be like, Oh my God, can you believe Tony got hit by a bus? Holy shit. You know? And you're like, you're like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> stuff <Yeah>. happens. <laughs> like, it's you, kinda... you just, yep. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's something you have to, you have to come to terms with eventually. And I'm happy that it, um, I, I guess the bright side of it is I'm happy that I was able to come. Yeah, I was able to do this at a, a younger age, uh, which not many people get uh, almost, dare I say, the luxury of. I've right. seen a lot of ex people experience like a tragic death much later in life. And it's their yes. first time kind of going through that where I growing up um, just kind of got to witness that. And even beyond that, I mean, you know, growing up on a farm kind of does that to you too, just with, with the animals and stuff, you kind of pick up on it uh, mm. quickly. So it's like I said, I, I choose to look at it as kind of a, a blessing that I've gone through that almost as that's odd as that sounds. That's something I wanted to ask you about real quick too, is that when you mention, and I know I have this weird thing about like Lake Michigan because mm -hmm. I know that it, it's formed from the glaciers that kind of came down during, you know, the ice age and all that shit that, um, 
you know, I always think as a, as a, as a fantasy science fiction person that writes and a creative person, I always think like, what could be in there? You know, what could be like frozen at the bottom of, of, of the oh, lake? Oh, yeah. And you, you talked about growing up uh, in, a, in a small rural town that was right on the lake, not necessarily like a vacation town or something, but like something that sounded to me that what I, the image that I got in my head was something way more Lovecraftian, you know what I mean? Like one of these mm -hmm. small port, port towns on the Atlantic Ocean. Was it anything like that at all? Or was it no, like there was one beach that we used to play at and most of the, most of the beachfront properties brought up by rich assholes or fucking crab check restaurants or whatever. And uh, it really wasn't that exciting or was it, you know, was there anything ominous about it or what was the vibe there? Oh yeah. So <laughs> I love that question. Um, it's, it's rare that I talk about Lake Michigan. Um, but I growing up, exactly where I did was fascinating because you're in rural America you're on the lake a beautiful scenic area and you you do get a touch of the tourism for sure but it keeps the town alive which can help um it's nothing overboard in Kiwani we are an entry uh kind of city into Door County which if you guys are familiar that is a very uh famous wealthy destination spot uh it's rumored that Oprah had a house there um <laughs> but that is uh, quite the spot, but Kiwani is still very rural. Um, it has all the farmland as well. And it does have, I personally think it, it can be a touch ominous because you're surrounded by woods, you're surrounded by cornfields. I grew up literally surrounded by cornfields. So seeing children of the corn definitely did a number on me as a kid. Um, but then too, yeah, having the lake, like you hear you hear legends from the woods and legends from the lake and you see or hear about scary things happening on the lake like people falling through the ice or people um so uh even within the last couple of years we had a fisherman just kind of disappear on the lake um which is like that's that's so baffling to me and it, it's it's very eerie um i mean it's it's lake michigan it's not lake erie but <laughs> It feels eerie. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a Midwestern <laughs> joke for you. That's, that's, that's me right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you betcha. <laughs> but it definitely, it can, it can have an ominous presence for sure. I think especially if, if you're an out-of-towner coming into a town of 2,000 people where everyone has, everyone knows everyone and their grandparents and their great-grandparents, great um, it, it can definitely have a, an ominous presence to it it can be it can almost feel a touch unwelcoming um so yeah it's it's a little spooky very cool no that's a, a very cool so you um okay so you you grew up there but well i guess i don't want to give out your location but i'm assuming you're not in a little rural town in wisconsin i mean you're in wisconsin, no but not. yeah we can talk about that um that is not a problem i i pride myself in saying uh while i grew up in rural Wisconsin um I then like moved to Green Bay and now I okay. am in Milwaukee um so I'm even going to like I have a Milwaukee TikTok creator meetup coming up like I'm very comfortable talking about living in Milwaukee it's definitely part of part of the brand when okay. you mentioned that you had moved there because I, I I was following the TikTok before the move and you had mentioned mm -hmm. you were moving there for your boyfriend's band I was like oh is it direct hit <laughs> Oh my god! Like, that's I literally like the only band 
It's the only <laughs> punk band that I could think of from Milwaukee. I was you like, know, that's, that's fucking crazy. And then I, I looked and I was like, oh no, that's <laughs> it's a this band is very good. It's very they have a lot of energy. I'm not shit. Oh, that's it, so I... sweet that you like check them out for sure. <laughs> um he so he actually just to touch on that, uh I believe one of the members of Direct Hit has um kind of investments in the venue that my boyfriend books a lot of like out of town shows through. It's called X-ray Arcade. Um so Direct Hit has played there. I've seen them there. Uh, another favorite uh, Wisconsin band of mine is Masked Intruder, and they play with Direct Hit oh, a lot. Um, I yeah. didn't know they were from Wisconsin. I know them through yeah. the uh, – I really like the Bomb Pops, and I, I see them oh, uh, nice. do stuff with the Bomb Pops. But I had no idea that – I just figured they were another SoCal – fat records band i had no idea no no they're they're uh they say they're madison based but i know they have members uh from even like de Pere, wisconsin which is kind of a suburb of green bay um so they've always had a uh definite spot a definite place in my heart i love their music and it's awesome that once again like they're from the area just some representation uh in the punk scene is really cool too so what about and this is me this is me 100 dating myself but boris the sprinkler do you have any idea what's up there? I no. know them by name. I, I wouldn't recognize their music. <laughs> the lead singer, Reverend Norb, he was from like Green Bay. Oh, and he used to... shit, Reverend Norb. Yes, yes. <laughs> what, I what, know what else exactly. do you know him from? Well, um, do you know, okay, do you know Norb's last name? It's, it's some it's... Polish. It's like super, right? Okay, because there's also like... um. Oh, I don't know if I'm mixing this up. So I used to be an, an art curator in Green Bay, um, an assistant curator. And uh, we, uh, one of the professors was very into Reverend Norb. And um, there's also a, a famous <laughs> artist from De Pere, uh called Norb Cox. But I feel like in my head, I always think they're the same person, but they might be totally different. Uh. So I'm, I'm, Either way, they're two very iconic people named Norb from De Pere, and that's suspicious. <laughs> and then my, um, like, my, my last super re regional punk rock question. Um, when we used to, I was in a band that used to play up there all the time. We used to play at Mad Planet. Is that still there? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I believe it is. Yeah, that's a Milwaukee venue, right? Yeah, it's on, I think it's like on MLK Drive. Okay, so that still exists. I don't know if they have live shows anymore, though. Like, now I think they're just a club. Okay. Yeah, but that's so fascinating. I didn't I didn't really expect to touch on the music stuff, but that's definitely a part of my TikTok, too. So um, can I ask what band you were in? We wanted to do that research. We, uh, we didn't end up finding it, so I am curious. What band I was in? Yes. The Romero's. The Romeros. Okay, wonderful. Like George, I, I George, need to report back on that. George Romero, like begins with the, ends with us. We used to be That's called cool. the Crazy Eighty Eights, which was a Quentin Tarantino reference. But then, yeah. like skinheads kept sh showing up to our shows because eighty eight means yeah, like fucking Heil Hitler. <laughs> so it was a Tarantino reference. I was like, we really like movies. We were film school dropouts, and that name was taken already. So like. Yeah. <laughs> we were like we were like okay well crazy 88s and then we were like okay we need to after like three shows we were like the turnout's uh -oh. great <laughs> like because they, oh, no. they would have they would pay at the door i mean it was like people were showing up but we were like we need to we need to rethink this so we went Absolutely. with the arrows just kind of stuff i like that one too yeah all right wow. 
I don't know. I, this is not my, <laughs> this is not my I, I, I grew up in, oh, I was in the industrial scene for a really long time. And then I got out of it. So I, uh, Ashley Hill, what's your favorite alkaline trio song? I don't ooh, listen to alkaline trio. <laughs> I have, I made her a playlist and I've been trying to get her to listen to alkaline trio. I was, I was busy. Two I was, weeks now. I was in West Virginia. Okay. I was doing my, <laughs> my job and, <laughs> and now I'm home and, so, and, and doing my other job. So. I'll, I, I well, I'll make you a playlist too. We'll get you into some some solid like punk music for sure. Oh, good. No, I like. I, I mean, I, I listen to some punk music, but I I don't. Um, I'm like a weird music person. I'm like a weird culture like culture person in general. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, Absolutely you nothing. Like? You are wonderful. <laughs> Dude, my wife yes. my wife follows along. Um, the like uh, new kids on the block, like follows them. To like different places and like shit. physically oh, follows wow. them yes like they'll like goes on on we'll, we'll hit like multiple dates in a row on a tour you that's know awesome I mean? and she's still like a decent human being you know <laughs> so it's it's okay it's okay that you like will smith like it doesn't it i fucking doesn't, love will smith listen it doesn't it doesn't make you bad no all I'm the not. other music i listen to nobody ever has ever heard of so i i mean i'm just like okay <laughs> Weird, i don't know anyway hey, as long as it's not video game composers that's where i draw the line no, not really. I mean, I like some video game music, yeah, but I mean, not you know, I don't like jamming out in my car or anything. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> People are here to listen to me talk about the type of music, I, or maybe you guys are. Maybe maybe you guys like to know what kind of music I listen to. If so, you should um, you should call us at seven seven three five nine weird and request that we talk about <laughs> music. <laughs> we'll start using them as sound beds. I haven't, I haven't thrown that. I haven't thrown that in yet. Anyway, um, no, 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 very cool because that is a big part of, of your life, Taylor, right? Because your boyfriend does the music thing, and then I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you obviously have an interest in it. So, do you guys, um, do you guys kind of play? Because now you're both some type of artist, right? I mean, you've got this TikTok yeah. thing, and he's got this music thing. I mean, do you guys sometimes help each other out with that? Is it does it work symbiotically for you guys as a relationship? Is it practical? Oh my God. It has worked unbelievably well. Um, yeah, he's been a huge supporter of this. I've always said I'm, I am very stoked that we were in like a, a committed, healthy, serious relationship before the TikTok stuff. Sure. And when that stuff started popping off, he, he was on board. He eats it up. He thinks it's really cool. He doesn't try and step in, in anything. And, um, you know, he just watches from the sidelines and supports me. Uh, it's funny because it started at the, the beginning of the relationship. There was a joke, uh, running joke about how he always got recognized in public, like kind of a rock star thing. Sure. Um, and, not, and not in any like cocky sort of way. It just happened a lot that sure. a lot of people would recognize him from going to shows and stuff. And that was a little intimidating. But now now I'm up there too where people will like shout out their cars and be like got Wisconsin and he just puts his head down and laughs uh it's <laughs> because now we're at kind of that same level which is just comical but he's been super supportive which is great and too like now um now I'm working on got Wisconsin merch which has been a long time coming um yeah. but it, it's uh it's it's intimidating to start investing in merch so that's kind of why it's taken a minute oh yeah but um he has so much experience with working with different places to get designs and to get the actual shirts printed or other merch printed. And I was going to say, doesn't he have like a silkscreen shirt in the back room or something like a silkscreen machine in the back room? Like he doesn't. So he doesn't do any uh, like printing himself. 
but he has a lot of experience in the endeavor um so it like literally just within this past week anytime I have questions he's super down to help out with them he gives me a lot of different answers so I have options and uh yeah, yeah he's he's been a, a key part in all of this for sure and I think I think that's awesome that you guys have this um you know this kind of working because I mean I agree with that as a creative I can't date somebody that's not and uh because you know they gotta mm-hmm. understand that I'm, I'm I'm a personality on the internet you know and that that comes yeah. with things right I mean <laughs> you know so oh absolutely well, you know you're you're right I think it is I think it's great that you guys were already established because it, it's you know it's hard otherwise um you know because it's it's got its own things so now that like you're you you got people you know, recognizing who you are and things like that. Um, I mean, do you remember like the first time anybody approached you in public? How was it? Was it weird? Oh, I'm trying to think of like the first time, which I wish kind of stood out a little more, but it was, yeah. it was sort of a gradual process. Um, it was at first it was like, oh, this is so cool. What are the chances I would have met someone that might recognize me? Right. Like, right. uh, thanks for saying, thanks for saying hi. And now, um, it's it's had its weird moments um there have been times I'm in a room with a lot of people and I can tell people recognize me and once again not to sound full of it or anything you just kind of notice like a specific look and they might whisper like to their friend and you hear you'll literally hear them like no I think that's her and it's like at that point it gets kind of weird because it's like just come up and say hi like you're (laughs) you're like do I say hi or do I just wait (laughs) well because nothing would be more pretentious than walking up to them and being like well I've heard you whispering about me yes (laughs) I am that person yeah (laughs) yeah oh I've um, done that before (laughs) you would I've been that asshole (laughs) I I can see that I'll try and make like prolonged eye contact then or give them like a wave if I if I'm really confident that that's what they're talking about right um I had oh this is this is like a spooky kind of uh weird addition is I've had people definitely stare at me while I'm like driving down the interstate and then I'll get dms that are like I saw you driving this make and model of this colored car. Uh, So cool. And I'm like, oh my God, I was probably like picking my nose or something. Like like, that is kind of cool, but like, that's kind of (laughs) weird. Yeah. Like, like uh, that, that gets a little vulnerable. And then um, I did have uh, uh, recently, actually, this is another kind of spooky one. Um, I had a guy recognize me at uh, my job, which does happen a lot. It's not so much that, but he uh, went on to tell this girl that we were friends and we were talking and I got DM from her. And I was like, whoa, none of this is true. He just said hi to me. And I don't know who any of you are. This is weird. (laughs) So sometimes it gets a little, a little weird, but for the most part, incredibly endearing. I've met some really sweet people through it. So yeah, I had a weird, I had a weird encounter. Like the weirdest one I had, I was at a Dollar Tree and uh, I was checking out and the cashier didn't talk to me, some guy, didn't say anything. And like, I'm leaving and he's like, he's like, bye Ashley. And I was like, ew. Oh, <laughs> oh that is weird. <laughs> like, Yeah, you have to establish like where you know this person yeah. from. Because that, that opens it up so much more like, I don't know if people recognize me from the corn video or from the Wisconsin <laughs> stuff or like, 
there there's so many elements to it sometimes people don't even know about the tiktok stuff they just recognize me from being like a friend of a friend or just on instagram or something so you gotta you gotta establish online mutuals and things i mean that and i agree with that you know especially i mean i'm assuming you know i'm assuming you probably wouldn't do this and continue to do it if you didn't enjoy it you know what i mean and so like Mm -hmm. i'm assuming that that you you are open for people to to approach you right i mean absolutely good assumption as long as they do it you know in a in a in a not a creepy i know what car you drive and i'm gonna follow you home type of way you know (laughs) (laughs) or whatever yeah no it's it's 99% of the time it's a really awesome experience um it definitely like it kind of made me realize like oh shit this is getting big like I have a a decent platform I will say as far as you asking earlier about like what was kind of the the first time it happened or how did I feel like I think the first time it was really real was when I was in Illinois and someone recognized me because like Wisconsin's my bread and butter like mm-hmm. most of my following is from here but to actually and it happened in upper Michigan recently as well so it happening out of state is extra like oh yeah this is wild it's mm-hmm. very surreal well and I, I understand I mean I can understand I think when you get when you get your merch line out there um, I think it's going to be really cool for you to see kind of you know the reach because I've had people you know, that, um, you know, they'll send me things that they have with like the, the on Wednesdays, we talk weird logo, like maybe the stickers or whatever. And they'll, and they're like all the way across in California. And I'm like, holy shit, my oh, show is cool. existing. Uh, yeah. Across the country. And, 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 and then uh, it never gets old, you know? Um, so that's mm-hmm. a really good, and that's kind of what we talk about when we talked about making merch is that, well, hell it's, you know, free promotion, basically, you know, for people to walk around with your stuff on and then everybody's like, oh, that's yeah. cool. I'm going to check that out. Um, you know, but then it's very validating because people are really all about, um, you know, when we went, when I went to CryptidCon, um, you know, one of the big things that that we kind of noticed was that, um, you know, the people that were showing up wanted to talk to like the podcasters. I mean, yeah, they wanted to talk to the TV personalities. I mean, the Finding Bigfoot people there, the Mountain Monsters guy, but people were really into like talking to the podcasters. People are, I mean, they're so hungry for that interaction and they know that they're going to get that more from people like us, you know, rather than somebody mm-hmm. that they see on the travel channel, you know? <laughs> and so, Absolutely. Yeah. I'll talk, I'll talk to anybody anytime. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's why we, I mean, that's why I, one of the big reasons I do it. I like the people, you know, I like to Taylor. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going <laughs> to say, is there, is there any, like, uh, is there any, thought of moving to youtube anytime soon or like have you are you thinking you're cool where you're at or does that seem like you know the next step and and you're kind of plotting out the way to make that thing happen yeah so youtube is definitely on the docket um it's kind of figuring out the logistics behind that um so youtube is is definitely in the thought process another one uh would be twitch a lot of people want me to start doing my lives on twitch rather than uh, the tiktok live platform yeah um and i love video gaming so like i could definitely incorporate that that's kind of a matter of uh just getting equipment to stream it because i i play on like a nintendo switch so i know how i need like a capture card and all a couple other things to like get it to run i Um, have i have a friend that does twitch and um doesn't even have she's uh um (laughs) okay doesn't even have her camera just just twitches and yeah and just does it and does dead by daylight which is like a serial killer 
Yeah, um, yeah. It's very popular. It's very yeah. popular. Mm-hmm. She picked a really good game. It's the only one she does. And um, I ran into her at a Black Wednesday party um, th- this year. And, you know, uh, she's doing very well with it. And for mm-hmm. the very minimal of that investment, she's got her Xbox. She's got a headset so you can hear her. And then she kind of drives traffic towards her Twitter. And then that's that. But um, okay. she's her own, got her own thing going on over there. But um, yeah. And Twitch is like, and I got another buddy who was, um, you know, real big into the club scene here in Chicago. And then obviously everything took a shit in the past two years. Now we oh, like yeah. DJs on it. It, and I don't yeah that's the thing that's the thing on TikTok too yeah and I don't know how he does it and he doesn't have to pay royalties or I don't think I don't think he could save his performances but he does it live okay. so if you tune in like you know when he's on there yeah you can play like you know Goldfinger music videos and shit but like it, it's not gonna record it for anything later but um yeah that's a that's a very for something that was supposed to be just video games just people playing Call of Duty or whatever um, mm-hmm. that's definitely morphed into a multi-use platform. It's very interesting. Absolutely. And it's, it's huge. It is such an extreme market. Um, just, it's so popular that people have said they're like, if you switch to Twitch for, uh, you know, instead of doing TikTok lives, like we will gladly switch over to that platform. It's at this point, um, I'm not as tech savvy as I think people <laughs> expect of me. So at this point it's, I just have to familiarize myself with it yeah. before I start, but there's I've a learning that, curve. I was going to say, I, I've heard that people have had success with what you were saying with just even just using their voice. So that's, that's reassuring for sure. And it's like instantly monetized too, between like the subscription and the tokens and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. There, you know, you, you get, you, if as a creator, you get a certain amount of money if someone follows you and then if they actually subscribe that's a, that's something else um yeah yeah their, uh, their monetization is is much different than tiktok and i've heard a touch better which is very reassuring <laughs> wow are you are you ner- i mean because you know twitch is you, you know you're talking about doing gaming over there um which is great i mean that's another big thing that you know people are really into very lucrative um very smart move but are you nervous about switching gears up um and, and adding that in as well are you just seeing that kind of as um you know the two the two things holding hands where you know you're the brand but then you've got all these little sister locations underneath you i think um for one so like my tiktok is already pretty chaotic with different topics and people have stuck around so that's definitely reassuring uh because i do worry about people losing interest with me taking on different hobbies and posting about different things I mean even dyeing my hair recently I have this iconic green hair for the last three years yeah um and dyeing it I was like am I gonna lose followers from this but I for one I did realize you can't go through life worrying about losing strangers on the internet (laughs) right um there is a level of that, but two, I think if I were to get into Twitch I would still brand myself very much around like horror video games I am I mentioned earlier I am a total chicken shit which I think people really don't expect um so I think there'd be a comedic level of me attempting to like play horror (laughs) games and it just going like catastrophic um so it'd probably be something like that like sticking to scary themes just because that is such a big interest of mine and and kind of rolling with that 
and I, don't, I mean, there's an overlay there. I mean, I, I think that, you know, that's not uh, too far-fetched to, you know, to think about. I know when I had initially started getting into this stuff, I, I actually was going the video game angle because I'm a big video game. I collect them and I, I play them and I'm, I'm that's that's nice. my nerddom, you know, as me being a, a video game person. And, uh, mm-hmm. but I just didn't, I couldn't get the technical side down, um, you know, and then I started working on this Mothman documentary and then it just kind of took off from there. But, you know, <laughs> it's just kind of where, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of find your stuff and then as you continue to kind of navigate through it, you know, I don't think that, I think that it's smart to to look for different ways to expand and change. And sometimes you pick up new projects and and something they're, they're either hit or they don't, you know what I mean? They either work or or they do not. Um, you know, so I think that that you're not wrong. Uh, have you thought about podcasting? I mean, this is the first podcast you've ever done. Is that is that correct? This is your yeah, your podcast yeah. virginity. Is that is that what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you guys, you guys took it from me. <laughs> Forced um, that's terrible <laughs> freely given freely given right come on right come on she explicitly it, consented guys she was <laughs> yes yes i very much consented to the endeavor once again happy to be here uh, <laughs> but no i uh i have an idea for a podcast that would involve um uh like paranormal and potential true crime storytelling and touring creatives um i don't want to talk about it too much just because it's very much still being like workshopped but i am that was kind of the goal for last year and i'm kicking myself that i didn't make it happen and i think it's uh i was explaining to some coworkers today i told them i was doing this and they were like you know you you should have your own like you have a voice you have a platform like why not give it a shot and i'm like it's like going to the gym it's just that initial fear of getting there Mm -hmm. uh that's kind of holding me back right now it, it's kind of too like trying to figure out like equipment and um everything else that yeah, I'm using as an stuff. excuse sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I'll, I'll acknowledge that I fully understand I'm I am at this point just making excuses but I'm really hoping to push myself this year to do that because I I think once I do get there I'll really enjoy it and be like why haven't I done this sooner you yeah. know Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy. I mean, that's, that's why we started. It was, you know, that's why I started. It was easy um, to just kind of sit mm-hmm. in your living room with no pants on and just record and nobody <laughs> has to look at you and like, you can just do it, you know, it's nice, but mm-hmm. no, I, I think that, you know, I, obviously, you know, I think that this is a good trial run for you to kind of get a feel about how, you know, these things go, but not that you need the help. I mean, it's just taking your, your usual TikTok videos and expanding on the topics. Um, and yeah, and I don't think I obviously people want to listen, you know, and, and I think you, you're, you've hit that point, you know, you've got enough of a, you have more than enough of a platform to where whatever it is you make, people are just going to automatically go to, you know, and so, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether or not they continue to grow from there, you know, you, again, you work that out as a creative, but, um, you know, I don't think you need to fear doing anything. I just think you need to do it. I, I know. And I will, <laughs> I will. I'm manifesting it. I am going to. <laughs> No, I think I no, I think you should. So, you know, with all that, um, you know, that's kind of your future. What about this uh what about this TikToker meetup? What what's the deal with this? Yeah, um, so thank you for bringing this up. It's it's exciting to talk about. Um, so I have a friend that goes by uh like J Matt Milwaukee on TikTok. Um, and he covers solely Milwaukee TikTok content. Okay. Um which you might think might not be that extensive, but he consistently puts out this this really uh, well-created content. And um, he's a big advocate for the city of Milwaukee, which uh, this 
city definitely needs for sure it needs the people gassing it up because there are so many great things about it that get overlooked um so that's what he focuses on and he is very into the networking aspect of content creation like this is what he went to school for and it's very much his direct career so he's done meetups before for content creators to try network and meet people um and he decided to put together a TikTok creator meetup. Now, some people have kind of misinterpreted exactly what that means. Uh, they think it's potentially only for creators or you need a specific amount of followers. And that's okay. 100% not the case. It is a meet and greet uh, for creators to come to, but also fans, people that just like watching TikTok. You have like, you don't even need to make TikToks at all, you know, to show up like, if people like my work or JMAP's work um, or one of the other three content creators that are featured, uh, you know, just coming out to support them and say hi and we get to kind of meet our fan base. Um, he picked uh, himself and four other creators solely just to promote the event. It's not just for us. It's, like I said, literally for everyone, super inclusive. Um, and it's going to be at the new Third Street Market Hall, which is essentially kind of a, a new public market we have a public market already but it's kind of a new take on that there's games there's a bunch of excuse me there's a bunch of different restaurants um and a bar uh there's some shopping aspects to it and it's just going to be a saturday afternoon to come hang out and meet some people you've seen online and you know make some friends and talk about spooky stuff if anyone's talking with me and yeah <laughs> when is this happening it is February 5th at Third Street Market Hall from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay. All right. No, that, Yeah, and it's totally free. Cool. Okay. Totally free, no cost. You can just show up, say hi. Um, I'm definitely, in, uh, there's, there is a mask mandate in Milwaukee, which some people were concerned about, you know, if, if it was right. going to be a safe event and we're doing the best, to, the best we can to keep procedures in place just to sure. keep everyone safe and just create a nice little environment for everyone, so... Wow, I think that's great. I, I guess I didn't realize that, you know, within your own TikTok community there, you guys had, um, you know, this this good inclusive community where you guys are all supporting each other. And I, I think that's, that's great. I mean, I think that's awesome. Oh, it's so nice. Once again, just a shout out, J-Matt. He, when I started TikTok and he followed me, he was, and he doesn't even know this. So if he ends up listening to this, he might get a little bashful, but he was the first creator that followed me that I was like, oh shit, I'm on people's radar like like bigger things are happening because he had quite the following in Milwaukee um he's I believe at like 180,000 followers um and yeah when I saw that number I was like this is crazy and he just he truly just wants to see all the like Wisconsin and Milwaukee based creators succeed and he mm -hmm. kind of he's given me a lot of guidance for it he we did a collaborative video actually of the top five uh haunted spots to visit in Milwaukee which was yeah. a really cool opportunity so no, that's awesome. I, and I think it, it is great that you're, you guys are doing local things. You know, when I tell people, you know, when they, when they want to get into investigating or, you know, they want to get into, into the weird stuff and they're just interested, start in your, in your own back, backyard. I mean, start there, mm -hmm. you know, because these are places. I know for me, it's extra exciting when I can physically go to these places. I mean, I, you know, I'm traveling now. I'm starting to travel now. 
but you mm-hmm. know that's the fun part i can just take a, a sunday afternoon and be like i'm gonna go hunt for the dog man in germantown or you know whatever and, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever absolutely you know and just go to these places i mean even going i can just go to Wright pat and go to the museum and be like there's ghosts in here you know and so it's mm-hmm. that's, that's the fun part about it it's not just researching it but getting out and doing it and so you know if you're in you know, it, well, if you're in Rhode Island and, and you're researching, you know, Bluff Creek in California, I mean, you're probably, you know, you should probably bring it home a little, you know, a little closer to home there and, and yeah. in your own area. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you would agree. Oh, absolutely. I, um, I think that's the nice thing about uh, my TikTok kind of getting bigger and bigger is that I started with like this home base and now I'm slowly extending it. So like, this will be my first meet and greet. It's right in my backyard. Like it's, it's so close to home, but then even uh, this uh, uh, spring slash summer, I am heading up to Rhinelander for the Hoday Fest. Oh, yeah. Um, so that'll be, yeah, I'm, I'm very stoked on that. Um, I, I have you, have you been down, have you been yet? to the store? Have you talked to the, I mean, they sent you like a care package, but have you met them yet? Oh, yeah. Guys, I love them. <laughs> I am, I haven't gotten the pleasure to meet them yet, but oh. we are in touch constantly. They've been another, uh, much like JMAT. They have been a huge proponent for my success. And I just, I cannot thank them enough constantly for just like, just taking me on as like a friend and a a creator to help them succeed. I can't wait to see their shop in person. Their merch items are insane. They're very cool. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, I I love those guys. I see them, you know, we, that's kind of where our circles overlap and I'm I'm friends with them. And so I see them at these conventions and things that that we go to and no, they're great people. I definitely check out the Hodag store um, (laughs) because they're awesome. Yeah, yeah, for real. Anyone listening, if you're looking for some cryptid merch, the Hodag store, you can get stuffed animals, you can get condom carriers, you can get Hodag claws, (laughs) like (laughs) anything you can think of, they somehow have, and it's very impressive. And I'm excited to meet the Hodag mascot and maybe hopefully film some videos with them and that'll be really exciting. No, they're they're great. No, you'll love them. They're great guys. Um, <laughs> they're awesome. I can't say enough niceness about them. That's really cool. Um, yeah. No, I, like I said, I think that's great that you have this. You know, you're definitely starting this community, and uh, you know, you're you're well. I guess you've been in it for a while. I shouldn't say you're starting this community, but you know, you're you're expanding and seeing your options, and you're doing an awesome job. And I think that people should definitely check Thank out you. your, you know, your TikTok, obviously. Um, but. Um, you know, I think we're going to kind of start to wrap up, but before we do, I wanted to kind of talk about what is a story, um, you know, that, that you, whether it be paranormal, whether it be cryptids, whatever it is, um, what's a, 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 a spoopy story that you kind of find yourself drawn to time and time and again, I mean, maybe you've talked about it, but maybe you continue to kind of dig into, um, do you, do you have anything that you feel like really resonates with you and something you're just really extra, probably too invested in? Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I have I have two, but I'll, I'll keep them brief for sure. I know sure. I like chit-chatting, but I have two listed down in front of me. So they're both Wisconsin Tales, of course. Um, for And kind of a third bonus, definitely check out the lore of the Hodag. That's always great. Oh, yeah. That's our famous cryptid. But these two other stories that I feel like kind of fly under the radar, um, I briefly touched on Whitewater, Wisconsin being the second Salem of America. Um, they were home to the Morris Pratt Institute, which was America's first spiritualist uh, university. They held seances. Um, there are famous witches from uh, Whitewater. And let's see, I'm just trying to cover no, this as okay. briefly as I can. It's so extensive. It's, it's a great story. Uh, 
it's a great series of stories and real proven history because um there's so much to it you read one article and that leads you to the next it's a really phenomenal hole to spiral well, not a lot of people are are aware of this and i think that it is you know especially if you're i, I don't i guess i we haven't talked about religious affiliation or anything like that i'm a practicing witch and so i mean mm-hmm. if, if you're into that kind of thing then you know it is important to know your history and, and you know Absolutely. things like that and this is one of those big pieces that just nobody it gets overshadowed a lot nobody talks about it yeah and and going into that wisconsin has um uh quite the significance with uh teaching spiritualism as an actual like uh teaching actual courses hosting camps um up north by me is home uh, in Brussels, Wisconsin, is home to one of the only uh, psychic spiritualist churches in the Midwest. Uh, so that resonates deeply in Wisconsin. But the other story I have that uh, is a, a little more popular, perhaps, is the um, perhaps, for lack of a better word, curse of Black River Falls, Wisconsin. Oh. Um, people might know of it because of the film Wisconsin and book. Uh, Wisconsin Death Trip. Now, this was uh, just the story of a town that was essentially cursed with insanity between 1890 and 1910. Um, So many uh, horrific cases of people and, and it, well, let me just elaborate <laughs> that I'm, I'm not saying like, this is my favorite story. Like, I love it. No. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just very fascinating. Um, and <laughs> I love it when this happens, <laughs> when people are cursed. It's great. <laughs> it's well, because I'm about to talk, briefly cover some, some pretty grody stuff. So I, I never want to be sure. that creator that, that's, that's like, okay. this is great. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> head blew up. Like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. So that being said, uh, people really switching gears uh people uh, took their lives and took others lives um including their own family at some points uh like their lives in such baffling and like graphic ways and this was a a reoccurring issue and i I won't get into the specifics of it because people can choose to to dive down that hole themselves but it ended up being covered um it ended up uh excuse me being documented in this book called Wisconsin Death Trip that has uh, uh, photo evidence of a lot of it, not in necessarily a gory way, but just pictures of the people that this happened to. It's just really well documented. And that was turned into the movie Wisconsin Death Trip as well. And um, it, it, uh, it's very fascinating. It, much like Whitewater being Second Salem, you read one article and then you just start spiraling because there's so much to take in. And I feel like uh, a lot of people around the state aren't too familiar uh with either one of these and i just i think they're a fascinating look on history that's actually happened in the state and uh kind of familiarizes you with areas you may not have an interest in prior so very cool. so those are my spooky stories yes <laughs> no very cool i think is the is the movie is it a good representation do you think okay i'm not a film critic okay <laughs> let's get that out there first <laughs> I, (laughs) um, I went in, I think with a very different understanding of what the movie would be. Uh Um, it is, I believe the movie is from the nineties. So it's not like a, like a modern, uh, cinematic masterpiece by any means. I don't know how I, oh, you like it. What was that? 
Are you complaining? You no, like- it's like the 90s were like, you're watching <laughs> no, fucking Casablanca not- or some shit. <laughs> you fucking little bitches. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Say your piece. I knew this- Say your fucking I knew this- <laughs> I knew the second I said that I was gonna get shit for it. I'm just saying it's not from yesterday, you know. Um, <laughs> it's it's not the Avengers or something, but because uh, that can affect it for some people. And that being said, not only from it being from a minute ago, it is. Uh, it's also in black and white, which can deter people. Uh, I have found at least. Um, and uh, it it was a little slow moving for me. I know people love this movie. Um, so, you know, take it for what it's worth. For me, I think I expected it to play more on, like, horror elements and, uh, kind of suspense. Okay. And the suspense is, is there. It just definitely, I, I went in with too many ideas of how it would be, and it was a touch slow moving for my incredibly chaotic brain. Sure. Um, so it just wasn't for me, but I have had so many people say that it's a really fascinating watch. So I, I too even need to give it a second chance. Okay, that's honest. No, that's very honest. I, I appreciate. I keep it. Honesty. I keep it real. I keep it honest. <laughs> I tell everybody, I'm like, don't watch the Mothman prophecies if you want to learn about the Mothman. It's terrible. Just don't do it. Is it? <laughs> oh yeah, it's terrible. Don't the watch. The documentary it. was narrated by Ian Holm, who played uh, Bilbo Baggins in the oh. original of the Wings trilogy. Oh wild Fun fact i did not you, know it, that it, it was released in 1999 same year as fight club that other classic piece of american cinema <laughs> <laughs> you may have heard about uh, you, you might have Turner <laughs> classic movies i mean i don't know it sounds kind of old so yeah that's pretty old i was only like eight or something at the time so i don't know it's <laughs> I do have, if you guys don't mind, I have a quick question for you on that. No, I know we're sure. wrapping things up, but I, I would love some homework on, as someone very new to uh, paranormal research, and I mean, I've, I've, been, I've had an interest in it all my life, but as far as really taking it seriously and, and trying to turn it into a career, what would you guys say are some staple uh, uh, pieces of television or film um, or kind of any other media that, that are great for like beginners getting into this realm? Um, Pato, you, you got something? Jeez, you're going to throw it to me. I'd say, uh, <laughs> I got you know, the long my, answer. So I don't my, know. <laughs> my, my advice on how to do anything um, mediocrely as I've done throughout my entire life is just figure out who's doing what you want to do and then mm-hmm. just figure out how they got there like read their stories right so like if there's a specific if you want to be the next ghost hunters all right then look at them and look at look at what their approach is how they connect with their audience what their gimmick is what people respond to about the product that they create right and then mm-hmm. you do that now if you want to be somebody that's like you're a little bit more well respected or something then look at what they're doing maybe you want to write books you know what i mean and you, and and what like if you look at what we're doing now we've been doing this podcast for two years asher's been doing it for two years i've been doing it for a little over a year with her and we're now getting to the point where we go out to like conventions and you know yeah. she's got a, she's speaking at a convention next weekend and you know fucking ohio and uh you know, that was something that we targeted that we said, okay, well, what's going on out there? What do we want to do? Who were we jealous of? Who, what do we need to do next? And that's what Mm -hmm. we did. So I think that's, I think that's all it is, is like knowing the landscape really. And then 
most importantly, and I know you know this, most importantly, do what feels right to you. Because the only thing that you can sell that no one else can sell is your own perspective. So never lose sight of that. But if you could still kind of take pages from other people's playbooks, you know, Mm -hmm. that's my two cents. Awesome. I appreciate that. I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you this right now. Fucking Ohio, that's going on a (laughs) t-shirt. I'm excited (laughs) about it. Um, Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I definitely agree with Pat, um, you know, figure out what, which part of it you want to do, because there is a difference as somebody who is an actual investigator, um, but then happens to also be uh, somebody that is bringing the information via entertainment and content creation. Um, it's hard because there seems to be a very large divide between those two things within this community. And so, mm-hmm. you know, but um, I, I am proof that you can do both, you know, so, um, but, you know, figure out where, where your lines are. I mean, you know, if you just want to be the next Zach Baggins and then go to, you know, have somebody knock on a door at an abandoned house and act like it's something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but perfect, you know, you, you could do it that way, you know, or if you, if you want to go out and actually, you know, really investigate these things, first of all, again, start with your backyard, um, know your area. Um, go out and expect to see a lot of nothing and be very patient with yourself um, and, and, you know, your events that, that you're dealing with. Learn everything there is to know. Um, read all the books. Um, you know, there's different resources for different things. Um, as far as cryptozoology goes, I highly recommend um, Lauren Coleman's uh, Cryptozoology A to Z. Um, there, okay. there is a new book that just came out. It's called um, Of Beast and Books, and it is actually a uh, review book of over 400 cryptozoological books um, that is written from somebody who, um, you know, approaches it scientifically. That's a really good resource. Um, okay. You know, getting into, you know, the paranormal. Again, I would start with your local state ghosts um, and go from there. You might find your, your favorite author. Um, you guys kind of have um, Little Godfrey over there with, with your Beast of Bray Road situation. Oh, that's, yeah. That's a great start for things like that. Um, I'm a big John Keel person. I highly recommend reading all of Keel's things, um, you know, and then as far as like media, you know, you know media to watch, media to listen to. Um, well, if you're not listening to on Wednesdays, we talk where you should. Kind of weird, you know. Maybe you're over here because of Taylor, but you should probably just be over here all the time. Um, and, Absolutely. And then also, um, you know, uh, small town monsters. They they make all these documentaries about these topics. Um, they're awesome. They they've got tons and tons of documentaries out there. Um, check that out. But you know, yeah, of course, you know, don't be afraid to be yourself. I've been I've been told that I'm controversial because I'm a woman and I'm not afraid to show my boobs on camera. And so, <laughs> you know, but I'm also extremely smart, which is intimidating uh, to some people in the field. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just a little, you know, it's, it's a little new and I understand that, um, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop. And, you know, because of that, no publicity is bad publicity. So, you know, even if there are people that don't necessarily agree with the way that I conduct myself, I personally, you know, that's not going to stop me from me being me. So you shouldn't stop you being you, even if, you know, it's not that you want to show your boobs or whatever you know whatever your thing is do your yeah. thing you know be be you and 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 people will come it's a slow build um just you know continue to to trek it out and eventually you'll get there so you know that's she's got more viewers than us like why the fuck are we giving her advice she has no but oh my god you guys would, like this is the most backwards you. ass fucking conversation <laughs> we should be like begging uh, you to like mention us on one of your fucking tiktoks you have two million no, likes I mean, jesus christ 
here's the thing though it, it's it's really it's it's just TikTok, and it's only a matter of time to see like how uh the longevity of it for sure and and yeah, what you guys I, do i take i i look up to that in such a regard like actually taking things seriously and in, investigating and like aw. creating a podcast about it where i and I'm, I'm not discrediting myself by any means when i say this but you know i'm, I'm making three minute tiktoks talking about ghost stories and i'm i'm happy to share the knowledge but the research and work and effort you guys put into this is incredibly admirable and all that advice was absolutely something i needed to hear because tiktok is a platform that definitely isn't taken very seriously and right now is kind of the wild west of the internet so i i i have to read a lot of things about myself you know that can kind of get to me sometimes so that sure. advice was all really helpful and and to be reminded by people that i i very much admire the work of that you know staying true to yourself is the most important thing you can do like that is absolutely priceless advice and and validity that i needed on my end so i really appreciate Aww. it two million is is a lot of a lot of likes for sure and i understand that but that only goes so far when when uh you know, it's just one platform. You guys are, you're, you're working hard and I really admire the hustle. And I am excited to tell everyone about you guys, which I will <laughs> sadly do on my TikTok. So. No, we, no, we definitely. Our Midwesterners, Oz, this is what happens when you get a bunch of Midwesterners in a room together. We're, so we're also nice fucking nice to each other. We're, we're on the you same time. I, mean? I love That's it. That's why. It's, it's us against the world, you know? <laughs> truly, truly. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, I'd be more than happy. You know, we, we can definitely talk more podcasts and, and things like that behind the scenes. My DMs are, are open. Um, you know, so we can, uh, we, we, we can discuss and I'm sure we could have you back. Cause I, I, I know that you've got, you know, tons and tons of stories and, and things that, that you've done your own research on. And I'd love to have you on, you know, maybe when we do like beast of Bray road or something, we can, we can pull you on mm -hmm. and, and have you talk about it in a little more in depth with us. Um, I think that would be really neat if, if you were up to it. Um, so yeah, oh, uh, I will come back anytime. I literally just quit one of my jobs today. So, awesome. so I have a little more free Good time. For you. So like, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I really, I do want to dedicate a lot of that time to getting back to the, the paranormal stuff. I've taken a touch of um, kind of an unintentional break from it. Just, I started a, a new job, quit this one. It's been a transitional time. So I'm excited to get back into it and truly whenever you guys want to have me on the show or even just as a resource to hook you up with other maybe uh wisconsin uh informational uh sources i i have more than enough and i i'd love to be a resource for you guys if you need it you know awesome yeah i so i did i did take the time out we do have other wisconsinites that we know um the waylands tobias and, and emily wayland and uh, yeah. I, I asked them about the cannibal sandwich while we were having this conversation. I was like, is that a thing? And Tobias was like, I'm sorry, what? And he, okay, so <laughs> Tobias said that he's familiar with it being called tiger meat sandwiches. Yes. And yes, Emily's that is familiar with cannibal sandwiches. Either way, he says this is a Wisconsin thing. So mm -hmm. that's the, yeah, it's, um, we got three, so, three of you that say it's a thing. <laughs> it's like I know it's real every it's 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 comical <laughs> to me how quick people are to be like you're fucking crazy that doesn't exist I'm like no you're crazy <laughs> no it's it's just a it's an appalling sandwich in theory but I've heard it's great listen I also like this is a quick fun fact about me my grandpa was like just not my great grandpa my grandfather was born in 1917 
Um, wow. So his, yeah, his, uh, I have a, a very long, extensive family and I'm, I'm the youngest of a bunch of grandchildren. So I have been handed down many depression, like depression era meals. Sure. Um, and like I've been like handed down many sandwiches. depressions. I relate. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I was going to touch on like, I've made depression meals in my own depressions, oh, yeah. but I'm talking like the Great Depression, the, the real big one. Sure. <laughs> um, and the that's financial one of them, sounds one. like, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I almost have to guess cannibal sandwiches had to have stemmed from that because that is just an appalling build between two slices of bread. <laughs> like, it sounds horrible, but it is real. It's, uh, I, I will die on this hill (laughs) she's prepared it is yeah i i confirmed it i confirmed it with other other wisconsinites so it is that you guys appreciate curds you also have cannibal sandwich so (laughs) cheese curds are great though (laughs) i'd pick those over the sandwich oh god i know like i said we got so much to talk about still uh but you know like i said we'll we'll have you back um and in the interim where can people find you at go ahead and and yeah yeah so okay i am goth stanson on uh, most platforms on TikTok. Uh, I have a Facebook page as well. Um, Twitter, Goth Stanson. Uh, but then Instagram, we get a little spicy. My Instagram is corn salsa. That is corn with a K, like the new metal band. Um, so it's just all lowercase, no spaces, corn salsa. Everything else is Goth Stanson. And you can also find me at the TikTok creator meetup on February 5th at Third Street Market Hall in Milwaukee. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Well, wonderful. So happy to have you on. Um, you know, again, me and Pat O, we will see you guys at the Paranormal Expo this weekend, uh, January 29th at the um, Lafayette Hotel in Marietta, Ohio. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll have, I'm sure we'll have tons of fun stories to tell next week. So until then, we'll see you guys next Wednesday.